Hi, this is Dr. Tina Webb, and you are listening to the Coping Season Podcast, the show that discusses mental and emotional wellness to help black men and black women begin to heal and cope with the effects of emotional distress. Although I am a licensed clinical social worker, please note that this podcast is not meant to be used as a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist. Get ready to laugh, think, and be entertained. It's time to cope. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I am so glad to be back with you all on another Wednesday. And yesterday was a day of, I don't want to say joy, but it was a day of relief. Derek Chauvin, the Minneapolis police officer who murdered George Floyd, was held accountable for his actions. He was found guilty of all charges. We just have to wait about eight weeks to find out what the sentencing will be. How long will he be in prison? But so far, this is a great start on our road towards justice, equality, equity, and healing. The last couple of weeks with this trial going on has been very emotional and re-traumatizing for many of us, and especially for George Floyd's family, for the people who were there at the scene who had to record what happened. I'm just keeping them all in my prayers because they still have a long journey, a long road towards healing. We all do. And on that note, We've got a lot to talk about today, so let's just get right into it. How many of y'all remember Black Rob? He was a rapper from Bad Boy Records with Puffy, and it was like in the 90s and the 2000s, 99 to the 2000s, and he came out with that song called Whoa. I had this bad chick uptown, she was whoa. Had me messed up in the head, I mean whoa. Bought the chick diamonds and pearls, I mean whoa. Should have seen him shining on her wrist like whoa. Y'all remember that song? <laughs> Unfortunately, Black Rob passed away last week and he had been out of the scene, the music scene for a while or out of the public eye. We hadn't seen him or heard from him in years. And then when DMX passed away, Black Rob, somebody recorded Black Rob. He was in the hospital, in a hospital bed, hospital gown and everything. And he was really sick. He looked really old. And he was just trying to give, say words about DMX passing away because he was friends with DMX. They made a song together or a couple songs together. So, you know, a week after DMX passed away, Black Rob passed away and Black Rob was only 51 or 52 years old, about the same as DMX. And he passed away from kidney failure. He had been battling kidney disease for years and we didn't know that we hadn't seen him. And so when he posted that video of him, like in the hospital gown, everybody was like, what is going on? And then a couple days later, he was in regular clothes and he still didn't have energy. And he was like trying to talk and somebody recorded him and he was saying another message. And he was saying that he had been battling kidney disease for years and he's been sick. And when people saw him like that, somebody put together a GoFundMe page to try to help pay for some of his hospital bills and just support him. And a week later, he passed away. And they're saying that the cause of death was cardiac arrest caused by a rare kidney disease. It's been reported that Black Rob had a history of kidney failure and he also had diabetes. Some reports are saying that he also had lupus and he's also had numerous strokes over the years. And they're saying that he's also been on dialysis for the past five years. And so, like I mentioned, when DMX passed away, a video of Black Rob ended up on Instagram and he was in a hospital bed. He looked very frail. He looked very sick and he was mourning the death of DMX. 
It's just really sad. It's like as soon as we find out about his condition and about what's going on with him, he passed away so suddenly. And his friend was saying that, you know, Black Rob was focused on his health and he was trying to get his life together and take better care of his health. He started walking. He was in good spirits and he was just a kind spirited person. He had a good heart and he's going to be missed by a lot of people who were in his life. And he also had children. And it's just really sad, too, because, you know, his friend made that GoFundMe page for him. They were saying that Black Rob was homeless. And so the GoFundMe was also to help him pay for, you know, his medical costs, but also to help him find housing, help him to have stability during these times. And it's also so tragic because we just found out about his condition. And the sad thing is his friend was saying that it took so long to try to get him help or to try to get other people to try to help him. Now they've raised like $30,000 with the GoFundMe and that's going to go to his family. And the people who helped him the most were his fans. It was the fans that were giving money and trying to help him out. And he had a chance to see that. And he felt that it was incredible to see how many people loved him and how many people donated to him. So even though he didn't get to benefit and get the housing or get his medical bills paid or just be benefit from the money himself, himself, he had a chance to see how many people actually love and care about him before he left this earth. On today's segment of Ask Dr. Tina, I want to read something that Black Rob said a couple weeks ago regarding his health conditions. He stated, and I quote, I don't know. The pain is crazy, man. It's helping me out, though. It's making me realize I got a lot to go. Oh, man, I've been dealing with this for five years. Four strokes. I don't know what to tell you, man. Shit is crazy. The shit is hard. And that's what Black Rob had to say. You know, this is just a very tragic situation. He was only 51 or 52 years old, super young. And all we can do now is just keep his family in our prayers and enjoy the music that he left behind and imagine him in our minds being reunited with DMX. Tupac is there. Biggie is there. Whitney, Michael Jackson, Luther Vandross, Prince, and just so many, so many more. Rest in peace, Black Rob. You know, kidney disease is so common in the black community. It is very common among black people because we have high rates of diabetes. We have high blood pressure. We have heart disease. And because we have those conditions, that increases the risk of our kidneys failing. And that's why it's so important for us to get our physicals, go to the doctor. Sometimes some of us, we don't want to go to the doctor, but we have to. And it's important if you have any of these conditions to check your blood sugar, make sure that you're getting your blood pressure checked, go to the doctor so that they can check the protein in your urine and they can check the kidney function. Black people suffer from kidney failure at a very high rate. It's three times higher than white people. And it's also important to know that black people make up only about 13% of the whole United States population. We're only 13% of the population, but over 35% of patients that are on dialysis for kidney failure, they're black people. Over 35% of the patients on dialysis are black and diabetes is the culprit. Diabetes is the leading cause of kidney failure in black people. Black people are twice as likely to be diagnosed with diabetes than white people are. And what's even more staggering and shocking is that almost 5 million black people in the United States over the age of 20 years old have diabetes. 
whether it's diagnosed or undiagnosed diabetes, for almost 5 million black people in America have diabetes. And that's something that they also said that Black Rob had. He had diabetes, lupus, the strokes, and I'm not sure what other health conditions, but diabetes was one of them. And one of the most common types of diabetes in black people is type 2 diabetes. And some of the factors that put black people at higher risk of getting type 2 diabetes is, you know, sometimes diabetes runs in the family. There's a family history. Some people may have developed diabetes when they were pregnant or their body is just insulin resistant. And another thing that puts us at risk of diabetes is being overweight, being obese, dealing with obesity, and also not being active, not doing any physical activity. I think that we don't often realize how serious diabetes is because it leads to so many different things. It leads to strokes. It leads to kidney failure. It leads to losing limbs and all kinds of other things. And also depression, depression, anxiety. All of this comes as a result of when you have health conditions that are untreated or you feel like you can't control. And also when black people have diabetes, we're more likely to have severe complications because of the diabetes. We're going to suffer greater disability than a white person will who has complications. We're more likely to develop heart disease. And like I mentioned, we're more likely to have a stroke. And if you don't have diabetes, then high blood pressure is the second leading cause of kidney failure among black people. And that high blood pressure is no joke because that high blood pressure is the leading cause of death among black people. And that's because high blood pressure is linked to kidney failure, but also people have heart attacks that have high blood pressure and they also have strokes. So on today's episode, I want to take a deeper dive into kidney disease in the black community. When we talk about kidney disease and why there are higher rates of kidney disease among black people, yes, we talked about there's diabetes and there's hypertension that leads to kidney disease. But there are also other factors like black people don't often have quality health care. We don't have access to quality health care. We might not have good insurance. And because of those factors, we might not go to the doctor in time. We get a late diagnosis. By the time you find out you have kidney disease or you have diabetes or you have high blood pressure, it's already progressed too much. So someone goes in and they find out they have diabetes, but at the same time, they're finding out that they have kidney failure or they find out they have high blood pressure. And now they're finding out, you know, they have kidney disease. And then the thing about diabetes is that a lot of black people don't know that they have it. Diabetes is the number one cause of kidney failure. And because people don't know that they have diabetes, about one in six black people with diabetes don't know that they have it. If we were to start going and getting our physicals, going to the doctor regularly, having insurance and just going to the doctor, if they were able to catch the diabetes early, the high blood pressure and the kidney disease, if they catch it early, then it can be managed. Now, many of us aren't really sure what kidney disease is. You might hear it being called chronic kidney disease or chronic kidney failure. And what happens is a person will lose their kidney function. So basically what our kidneys do is they act as a filter. So our kidneys act as a filter and like waste and then excess fluids that come from our blood. It goes through the kidneys and then it comes out in our urine. 
But when our kidneys stop functioning, like in somebody who has chronic kidney failure or chronic kidney disease, the kidneys aren't filtering the waste anymore. They're not functioning. And so all of these dangerous levels of fluid build up in the body, electrolytes and the waste, it just builds up in the body because it's not able to come out through the urine. So that's why it's very important to know about the symptoms and the signs of kidney disease. Or when you feel weird, your body isn't feeling right, go to the doctor, try to figure out what's going on. If you notice that you haven't been using the restroom, that means something is wrong. If anytime your body is doing something different than it normally does outside of its normal functioning, then it's giving you a warning sign oftentimes that you got to go and see what's happening. You know, in the early stages, when somebody has kidney disease, they don't notice right away all of the signs and symptoms because the signs and symptoms are going to be, you, they might be very minimal, like they have a few signs. They might feel nauseous, they might be vomiting, loss of appetite, or they just feel really tired and very weak, or they're having sleep problems, problems falling asleep, staying asleep, waking up during the night. For many people, there's changes in the way that they use the restroom and how much they have to pee, how much they have to urinate. Maybe they're urinating a lot more than normal or not at all, not much at all. There's just changes to it. And as far as like their mental sharpness, maybe they have a hard time concentrating or they're not as quick as they used to be and their muscles are twitching. They have a lot of cramps. Their feet are swelling and their ankles are swelling. There's a lot of sometimes people itch a lot, persistent itching, and they might have chest pain because sometimes the fluid can build up around the lining of the heart and that can cause a lot of chest pain. People get shortness of breath, especially if the fluid builds up in the lungs. And then also the high blood pressure. Sometimes hypertension is difficult to control and maybe the, their blood pressure isn't going down. So that's something to look out for as well. You know, it's just really interesting because, you know, how I said a lot of people don't know when they have kidney disease because look at some of the signs and symptoms. This can mimic anything. A lot of these look like depression or it looks like you may have a stomach bug or you're just having some sleep problems. Maybe you're stressed. So and that's exactly what people do. They diagnose themselves. And it's like, you know what? I've been working a lot. That's probably why I'm having these sleep problems. Or I ate this uh, food before I went to sleep last night. Maybe that's why I'm having this nausea. So we always try to figure stuff out on our own. And we self-diagnose. And oftentimes we're wrong. And we're missing critical medical conditions, critical mental health conditions that's going on with us because we're not going to the doctor. And it's also important to keep in mind that a lot of these symptoms, they can mimic other illnesses. Maybe a person doesn't have kidney disease. Maybe there's something else going on with them. It's just important to know your body and just know when things are abnormal or when you don't feel right and go to the doctor. Stop trying to diagnose yourself for every little thing because sometimes we're wrong. And with kidney disease, for many people, it progresses slowly. It's happening slowly over time. And if too much time passes, then sometimes that damage can become irreversible. The kidney damage can be irreversible. And now you have to have a kidney transplant. So it's important to make an appointment with your doctor if you're having any signs and symptoms of kidney disease. 
especially if you know you have a medical condition that increases your risk of kidney disease. And then the damage can just vary. Like it can happen over several months. It can happen over years. It just depends on the factors. There's different causes of kidney disease. And depending on the cause and depending on how long these symptoms have been worsening and you haven't gotten treatment, like there's conditions, anything like a disease or any kind of condition that you might have that's causing impairment to kidney function is what chronic kidney disease is. So it could be type one or type two diabetes. It could be either one. A person can have high blood pressure. Somebody might have polycystic kidney disease. Something else that can cause kidney disease is an enlarged prostate. Sometimes men have an enlarged prostate and that can cause an obstruction to the urinary tract. Kidney stones can also obstruct the urinary tract and also some cancers. You know, there's just so many things that happen with this body. Our human body is just so interesting and amazing and just strange, the things that it can do. There's also a condition like when a person is trying to urinate, the urine will go back and it goes back up into the kidneys, which can cause some of the chronic kidney disease. And then if someone has chronic kidney infections, that's also a condition that can lead to chronic kidney disease. And I know I keep on talking about diabetes and high blood pressure, but I keep mentioning those because those are the number one and number two reasons. But there are other factors. There's other risk factors that put a person at risk of developing chronic kidney disease. Like when a person has cardiovascular disease, they have heart and blood vessel disease or they have they're smoking. Maybe they have a family history of kidney disease or their kidneys, they're abnormal. They're not structured the way that they're supposed to be. Older age also contributes to it. Obesity, like I mentioned before, and then just so many different complications. People will start to retain fluid. They get swelling in their arms and their legs. It's important to know that chronic kidney disease, it can affect almost every part of our body. So there's so many complications. And remember, black people have more complications and higher risk complications than white people do. And that goes back to numerous reasons why. Um, With the fluid retention, that can also be a result of the high blood pressure. And then it can lead to fluid on our lungs. Another complication that people experience is that sometimes the potassium levels in the blood will rise and that interferes with the heart's functioning and that can lead to death. And also, like I said, cardiovascular disease, sometimes people get weak bones and they have they start to break their bones a lot because their bones are so weak now. People get anemia, decreased sex drive, erectile dysfunction, reduced fertility, and you can't get pregnant. There's also damage to the central nervous system and that can cause problems with concentrating. It can change a person's personality. It can lead to seizures. Like I said, there's so many different complications as a result of kidney disease and kidney failure. Our immune system can also be affected. Some people end up getting more infections. They get infections more than other people or more than normal. And that's also a complication. If a woman is pregnant, there can also be complications with her pregnancy that can put the mom at risk. It can put the baby at risk. And then there's also irreversible damage that happens to our kidneys, especially in the later stages of kidney disease. Sometimes that's when a person will need dialysis or they have to have a kidney transplant so that they can survive so that they can still live. You know, it's really scary, but there are things that we can do to reduce our risk of kidney disease. Let me tell you how. You know what time it is. It's time to cope. 
It's time to pull out our coping toolboxes. I'm going to give us some tools to toss in there today to help us cope with kidney disease. Remember, we're going to be building this coping toolbox every time that we're together so that we can keep everything that we need that can help calm us during times of distress and help us to express how we feel in healthy ways. The first thing that we need to do is make sure that when you're taking Advil, Motrin, ibuprofen, Tylenol, any of these over-the-counter non-prescription pain relievers, make sure you're taking them as prescribed because when we take too many of them, it can lead to kidney damage. And you may also want to talk to your doctor and find out which one should you be using anyway, which pain relievers should you have in your cabinet at home. Which ones does he or she recommend that you should be using that you should have in your cabinet at home? Talk to your doctor and find out. And if you already have kidney disease, then you want to talk to your doctor as well to find out if you should be even be taking any over the counter pain medications. Another thing that's important to do is to maintain a healthy weight. If you are overweight, then try to work out, try to do a little walking, talk to your doctor to find out how you can lose weight in a healthy way. If you're at a good weight, then try to maintain that weight by doing exercise, exercise and eat a healthy diet. All of that can help us. We got to reduce those calories and increase the physical activity. But you want to talk to your doctor and find out what strategies might work best for you. They might have a nutritionist or different programs or something. So it's all up to you to see how you want to go about it. And I'm talking to myself, too, because this quarantine has put some pounds on me. Well, they say people gained at least 15 pounds during this time of quarantine. So all of that affects us. So we want to try to maintain a healthy weight. And also, too, if you smoke cigarettes, smoking cigarettes can damage our kidneys. And especially if you already have kidney damage, it's going to make it worse. So if you smoke, you might want to talk to your doctor about how to quit smoking. Maybe you can get a patch or their support groups or their certain medication or counseling type of therapy that you can do that can help you to stop. And then if you have any medical conditions, Managing those conditions, if you have diabetes, if you have heart disease, if you have high blood pressure, talk to your doctor about how you can control those diseases and what you can do. Make sure you get tested. Tell your doctor you want to get tested for diabetes, for high blood pressure. You want to get tested for kidney disease. Like I said, some people don't notice the symptoms until their kidneys are already super damaged and you don't want to get that far along. So you can ask your doctor, do they have blood tests? Do they have urine tests that check for signs for kidney disease and find out if you can get that test done? And as far as what we should be eating, that's something you want to talk about with your doctor as well to find out what's best for you. But they say eating foods that don't have a lot of salt, that don't have a lot of fat or cholesterol, those are good to eat. You want to eat stuff that has high fiber and then don't drink a lot of alcohol. Limit how much alcohol you drink. You can still drink socially, but you don't want to be drinking every day and drinking a lot. That's going to damage the kidneys as well. And if you notice that you end up having like a bladder infection or you have a urinary tract infection or you have a kidney infection, you want to make sure you treat it as soon as possible. Don't wait. Oh, and another thing about food, they say that we're supposed to eat foods that are healthy for our heart and for our entire body, like fresh fruits, um, fresh or frozen vegetables. You can eat whole grains, low fat or fat free dairy products and just cut back on the salt and cut back on the, the added sugars. 
So what they say, and you can talk to your doctor about this because I am not a medical doctor. This information that I'm getting from you, it's coming from different articles and different research um, documents about kidney disease. So a lot of the information I'm providing to you today is coming from the CDC. It's coming from kidney.org. It's coming from the Mayo Clinic, the American Journal of Kidney Diseases, and also from the American Association of Kidney Patients. Now, as far as our salt intake, you want to talk to your doctor. But what they say is that we're supposed to have less than 2,300 milligrams of sodium each day. And then less than 10% of our daily calories should be from added sugars. So those are just a few helpful tips and some more helpful tips. And I think cooking is what we need to talk about because that's where a lot of our issues come from as black people. Our food, our food is leading to the diabetes and the high blood pressure. So what can be helpful is just changing the way we do things like instead of cooking with salt, try to use spices, use different types of spices. If you're going to eat pizza, try to get the Supreme pizza because it has vegetables on it or try to make a pizza that has some vegetables. Put some broccoli on the pizza, some spinach, some mushrooms, some peppers, whatever you like, some olives, all of that. Throw it on there. And then what we already know. But it tastes so good sometimes every now and then you want a little fried fish or fried chicken. But what they say is just try not to fry it. Instead, try to broil it or boil it or bake it or grill it. Or if you have an air fryer, you can use that. I love the air fryer now. And then another thing, we got to try to stay away from the gravy, the gravy and all of those added fats. That's that's what does it to us. So we got to try to stay away from that and just choose foods. Like I say, that don't have a lot of salt, don't have a lot of sugar, don't have a lot of added stuff. If you're still drinking whole milk, then try to work your way down to 2% milk or to fat free milk or to low fat milk products and, you know, limit that dairy intake, they say. And with the whole grains, we got to try to move ourselves to eating some of that brown rice, the oatmeal, the whole grains, the whole wheat. Try to use the brown bread. Try to use that whole wheat bread when you want to make some toast or you want to make some sandwiches. And then also try to switch out that rice. Try to swap that white rice for brown rice. Every now and then it's okay to have the white rice because it is good. But test it out and see what works best for you if you're able to make some of these changes and then see how you feel. Try not to deal with those foods that have all of that saturated fat. We want to read the labels a little more. Look at the sodium, how much is in it. Look at the sugars, how much are they putting in it. Cholesterol, all of that stuff. Even when it's time to snack, we want to like try to stay away from all them chips you know, maybe get a low fat popcorn or instead of going for that big old piece of cake, peel an orange, get you some of those little tangerines or some fruit or drink some orange juice or something, uh, something to quench that craving that you have for, for sugar or for a snack, I guess. But that's something, like I said, you would talk about with your doctor or you can see a nutritionist. These are just tips. These are just tools. You know, you can write down what you eat for the day and that can also help you so that you're not overeating and you can see all of the bad stuff that you've been snacking on in between. You know, when you grab that piece of chocolate here and there, you want to write that on your paper so you can keep track. Like, you know what? I just ate a whole candy bar and a whole Snickers today. Um, let me not eat one tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> 
So these are just tips and tools. And like I said, I'm talking to myself too, y'all. When it comes down to exercising, we got to get out there and try to get it at least 30 minutes or more a day, but at minimum 30 minutes, 20 minutes if you don't have that much time and go for a walk or do something, swim, I don't know, you find out what's the best physical activity for you. And make sure you're getting enough sleep. All of that trying to last on three hours and two hours. Oh, I've been like this for so long. I don't need much sleep. You want to try to get the sleep. Try to get seven or eight hours each night and see how you feel. If you're having problems sleeping, then you want to work on your sleep habits. There are things that you can do sleep hygiene that can help you. Or you might need to talk to your doctor about what's going on with your sleep. Because our sleep is important. That's what helps us to manage our stress. It helps us to just feel refreshed, to have more energy. We need that sleep to have a better mood and a better attitude. All of that. Another thing that's important to do is to manage our stress. Do some stress relieving activities, something that's going to help you to feel refreshed, help you to feel at ease. You can do Tai Chi, meditation, mindfulness, yoga, take a nice hot bath, whatever it is that you feel like you need that is going to help reduce your stress. Try it and ask your doctor questions. Don't go to your appointments and let them just rush you out of there. They barely check you out. Tell them what you need. Tell them what your concerns are. Ask them the necessary questions. You know, how often should I get my kidneys checked? What's my blood pressure? What's a normal blood pressure? What's my blood glucose level? What should I be doing to keep my kidneys healthy? What should I be doing to stay healthy myself? Uh, What do you think about my weight? Am I at a healthy weight? Do I need to lose weight? Um, What's some other activities that I could do to stay physically active? If you're running out of exercises to do, you can ask your doctor, ask them whatever you need. What happens if I have kidney disease? How can I prevent it? Ask them the tough questions and ask them what you need to do. Our wellness is a beautiful thing. Mental wellness, physical wellness, emotional wellness. Our health is our wealth. Our health is what helps us to live a good life. And in the words of Mahatma Gandhi, it is health that is real wealth and not pieces of gold and silver. And on that note, that's all the tools that I got. Go ahead and put those coping toolboxes away, y'all. It's time for one of my favorite parts of the show. Movie therapy music therapy in memory of black rob dmx george floyd and deontay wright i would like to dedicate today's episode to the song called a song for you by donny hathaway and the song says i've been so many places in my life and time i've sung a lot of songs I made some bad rhymes. I've acted out my life in stages with 10,000 people watching. But we're alone now, and I'm singing this song to you. I know your image of me is what I hope to be. I treated you unkindly. But darling, can't you see, there's no one more important to me, baby, can't you see through me, cause we're alone now, and I'm singing the song to you.
I love you in a place where there's no space or time. I love you for my life, your friend of mine. And when my life is over, remember when we were together. We were alone. And I was singing this song to you. I believe that. I receive that. And I mean that. It's coping season, y'all. Thank you for joining me this week. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. You are not only listeners, you are my co-hosts. And we are a community. And I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your stories, experiences, and thoughts related to life issues, topics you'd like to hear discussed, or questions you'd like answered. Please visit me on the web at drtinaweb.com and click on Ask Dr. Tina to submit your questions, thoughts, and more. Tune in every Wednesday to hear my response. You can also check out the show notes as well as other contact information on the website. In the meantime, and in between time, for additional updates, conversations, and more ways to interact, please connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Dr. Tina Webb. That's D-R-T-I-N-A-W-E-B-B. Feel free to share your thoughts from the show on social media using the hashtag Coping Season Podcast. Lastly, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you are listening to help others find the show and learn to cope just like you. I appreciate and read every single review. Thank you so much for listening to the show and for spreading the word to all of your friends, family, and co-workers. I so appreciate it. Thank you, and I'll see you next week.